I just returned from what is arguably the largest security conference in the world on a quest to determine whether or not this is a must-attend event for the intelligence practitioner. Tune in to get the answer, as this is episode 16, my recap and review of GSX. You're listening to The Business of Intelligence, a podcast that explores how intelligence serves decision makers beyond the traditional national security audience. Tune in as we connect with some of the world's leading practitioners working at the intersection of business and risk in order to analyze and discuss the field of private sector intelligence. We'll talk about what's working, what isn't, and how intelligence is helping organizations navigate today's global operating environment. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Business of Intelligence podcast, and thanks again for joining us. I recently returned from Dallas, Texas, where I attended GSX, and I had a wonderful time. I learned a lot, so I thought I would spend about the next 30 minutes or so just providing a recap and review of GSX in the hope that I can help inform your decision on whether or not you should attend next year if you're thinking about it, and if you do attend, how you can make the most of it. So for those of you who have never heard of GSX before, GSX stands for the Global Security Exchange. That conference is brought to you by ASIS International or ASIS or ASIS, however you want to pronounce it. I'm going to stick with ASIS, which is the world's largest membership organization for security management professionals. ASIS is the American Society for Industrial Security. And when it comes to GSX, I like to think of it more than just a conference. It is really what I believe to be the largest security convention in the world. So as I begin this episode, I actually want to start with a little bit of an admission. When GSX popped up on my radar, I really started to think about whether or not I should go because I have been operating under this assumption for quite some time that really this was a conference about highlighting a handful of categories of security equipment, that there would be this vast convention floor with security cameras, essentially as far as the eye could see. And in terms of attendance, I assumed that it was really tailored to the physical security professional and maybe lacking in just overall content and thought leadership and probably nothing much related to intelligence. Now, in full transparency, I have not attended GSX in years. So I've been wondering if my assumptions were warranted. Maybe I was being completely unfair. So I decided I was going to attend and I wanted to focus on answering the following three questions. Number one, is this a must-attend event for the intelligence practitioner? Is it worth the investment to go because it wasn't an insignificant investment? And finally, as an intelligence leader and practitioner, will attending this conference help me develop personally and professionally? Now, before I answer those questions, I do want to clarify my thoughts around just a couple of things. First of all, this episode is strictly through the lens of an intelligence practitioner and with an intelligence practitioner as the primary audience uh, for this episode. So if you happen to be operating in an adjacent field, I think you're still going to find value in this episode. It's just understand that I'm not coming from the angle of, let's say, someone who is a physical security practitioner with physical security responsibilities for a Fortune 500 company. So please keep that in mind as I talk through this. I also want to mention that there is absolutely no sponsored content in this episode. I am going to flag just a few people and a few companies. None of them asked me to mention them. 
none of them asked me or offered me anything to mention them. So I think it was important to say that as well. So kicking things off, let me start with just some basic stuff, um, really around logistics, if you will, because I think it's sort of fun to talk about this at the beginning. So the location for GSX was Dallas, Texas. Now, I thought Dallas was a great location. It's centrally located within the country. It's easy to get to. It's a major transport hub. So really, you can get there from almost any place you want. The area around the convention center itself, full of restaurants, lots to do within walking distance. If it wasn't within walking distance, you were just a short Uber or Lyft ride away, which is really nice because you could sort of disconnect from the conference if you wanted to. In terms of the timing, I missed at least one GSX in the past because Arab's Global Intelligence Forum took place at the same time. I can't remember if that was last year or the year before, but that intelligence forum has since moved back to its regular time slot in the summer. So the key takeaway for me here is I love this September time slot for GSX because it really filled the gap for me between the Arab conference that took place this June and OSAC's annual briefing, which is coming up in mid-November. So it's a really nice go between. It gives me something to look forward to and think about. Now, in terms of the facilities, we're obviously talking about a large convention center, but I have to tell you, it wasn't that difficult to find myself or find my way around um, and get to the various sessions, find stuff on the convention floor. It was also attached to the Omni Hotel, which I think made it super convenient for people staying in that hotel. But it was also really nice and convenient for someone like myself. I was not staying at the Omni, but if I wanted to sneak away and let's say grab something to drink or maybe just sort of find a quiet place and check my email, I could do that, which is great. Maybe the best part of the entire sort of logistics architecture, if I call it that, was really the GSX app. So for me, it was extremely well done and it was super valuable because it had a simple user interface. It allowed me to find everything. There was sort of a mapping function and probably, and most importantly, there was a great calendar function. So I could build a calendar of sessions I wanted to attend, which was really important because I noticed that there were a lot of sessions that I wanted to attend that overlapped. So the calendar function helped me with that. And then finally, the price. Let's talk about the price for a second. I was going to give you a sort of line-by-line rundown of what everything costs. I'll just keep it at a high level right now and tell you that I rejoined at ASIS before I bought my ticket. So I wanted to do that to invest in my professional development. I had let my membership lapse. I, of course, bought the ticket to GSX. Then you're talking about flights from Chicago. You're talking about hotel. You're talking about food, transportation. So when you add all that up, we're talking about a few thousand dollars. So not exactly cheap. And I'll speak to that here in just a little bit later in the episode. Now, as I sort of segue from logistics to really thinking about what is my approach going to be, I want to share a few thoughts with you because I always try to come up with a strategy before attending a conference. And I started with the speaker list to see if I focused on the speaker list, you know, could that really guide me on what I want to focus on and spend my time on? And it really brought me back to some research that's been done by Dr. Maria Robson Morrow and some of her findings. So if you haven't met Maria, if you don't know Maria, she works at the Intelligence Project at Harvard's Belfer Center for Science and International Affairs. And I'm really not going to do this any justice, justice, but one of her findings I remember was around the fact that in private sector intelligence, the job titles of the practitioners in our field 
they're essentially all over the place. There's really no rhyme or reason. There's no sort of central job title, if you will. It's just a mishmash. And as I was sort of scanning the speakers for this conference, that's what I found here as well. So I identified 309 speakers highlighted on the website. When I looked to see how many had intelligence in their title, it came down to about 14 out of 309. So just four and a half percent with the word intelligence in their title. I then started to dig a little bit deeper and really filter through the titles. And what I determined was, it seemed to me as if there were about seven or eight intelligence professionals that were featured as speakers that I might want to see to include a few in the cyber threat intelligence space and a few in what I call the risk intelligence space. So not a whole lot out of 309 speakers. I know those percentages aren't great. So you know, I have to admit, I was a little worried at the beginning, but then I started to think about with regards to these titles, I know, again, based on Maria's research, for example, that the titles don't mean anything or everything, I should say. You know, I know by looking at the speaker list that there were at least two super high level intelligence practitioners that were speaking and they just didn't have intelligence in their titles. So I didn't pay it too much attention. Now, after trying to identify intelligence related speakers, I then sort of focused on the GSX website and I tried to identify what sessions I would want to attend so I could build out my calendar over the course of three days. And again, I did a really quick analysis of the session names to see if there was anything that spoke to me and just sort of screamed, this is intelligence and you should definitely attend. So all in all, we're talking about 250 or so events from Monday through Wednesday. And I counted just a handful of events that made it obvious that the session was about intelligence. So I thought about it for a second. And honestly, I didn't think it was a big deal. All it meant was you're going to have to go beyond the surface level look to see what might be interesting, what might be relevant. And if anything, the key takeaway and what I walked away from that was, was this. It's probably a massive opportunity for the private sector intelligence practitioners to make intelligence-related submissions when that process opens again at the beginning of next year. I definitely plan on doing that. I'm going to make a a submission for an intelligence-related topic. I would highly encourage you to do the same because the conference does need more intelligence-related content. Now, if you're someone who is sitting there listening to this and you're saying to yourself, listen, if you want intelligence-related content, why don't you just go to an intelligence conference like Arab's Global Intelligence Forum or you know something related to that? My response would be, I, I hear you. I totally agree. I know this is a security conference, but remember, I'm trying to answer the question of whether or not this is a worthwhile event as a security conference for the intelligence practitioner and from multiple perspectives. So those are some of my thoughts and some of my methods up up until, excuse me, the conference. Now, once I actually got to GSX, I'll explain the format a little bit. And it it really went like this. The day kicked off with a general session and a keynote speaker, followed by the convention floor opening, along with various learning sessions that took place throughout the day. As you can imagine, at a big conference like this in the evening, there were various happy hours, social events, you know, things like that that were sponsored by different companies. And that all took place over the course of of three days. So quite a bit packed into 72 hours or so. Now, the general sessions had those keynote speakers. And I'm not going to really dive into that a whole lot. There's not much to offer. I thought the keynote speakers were impressive. My biggest takeaway was that the general theme woven throughout the keynotes was focused on geopolitics, 
So that was very relevant to the intelligence practitioner. I found it very interesting. They're around an hour or so, maybe less, to be honest, I can't remember. But what I do remember from the keynotes was that I felt like the time went really quickly. And that meant that I was really engaged and listening. So that was impressive. Now, moving on to the convention floor, I think that was a really nice surprise to me, to be honest. As you can imagine, massive convention floor. You needed your running shoes or something comfortable to really make your way around the entire space. But it definitely wasn't like what I remembered from a few years ago when I last attended. You certainly had your cutting edge security technology providers. You know, you had those. But there were also numerous booths with companies that focused on providing intelligence services, crisis management services, travel risk management services, and other options that would be relevant to an intelligence function. So that was great. I was really able to take advantage of my time on the floor by catching up with some current providers that I work with. But I would tell you as a listener that the greatest benefit was that you could really take your time and get to know and explore a provider that you don't quite use yet, but somebody that you might be interested in using. I found this sort of interaction on the floor much more useful and productive than, let's say, setting up a virtual meeting, you know, walking through a virtual demo and all the effort that goes behind that. So there was also plenty of opportunity to get to know the people working for these prospective vendors on a more personal level because of the social events and just the other stuff going on throughout the conference, which, again, made it more meaningful to me from my perspective. Now, I enjoyed the general sessions, as I mentioned. I obviously found some uh, value on the convention floor, which I just mentioned. But my major focus for GSX were really was really the learning sessions. And I would tell you that my overall sentiment was that I walked away saying to myself that I really learned some things. And I've got a list of insights that my intelligence function and my department can use. So between myself and a teammate of mine who was also in attendance, I believe we hit 10 or 11 different learning sessions over the course of those three days. So I do want to just quickly spotlight three to illustrate the type of relevance and the diversity of expertise that I was looking for in these sessions. So the first session I want to highlight was called What Security Should Steal from Marketing Version 2 by Haimo Grasser. Haimo is the CEO and Chief Awareness Strategist of a company called Same Solutions, S-A-M-E. Now, if you read Haimo's bio, he's on a mission to change the game of physical security awareness training. The objectives for this session were twofold. First, think like a marketing expert in order to effectively craft security messages that connect with your audience, along with two, understanding and leveraging AI tools to increase your messaging output. Now, when I saw this on the agenda, I was really drawn to this session because as we discussed in episode 15, and I think many episodes before, the ability to market ourselves and our services in order to create a demand for and understanding those services is just absolutely critical for an intelligence function. Haimo did a really great job emphasizing that security professionals, they have to think about engaging and entertaining first, along with the need to make security awareness training easy to consume. And so I thought about that in the context of intelligence, and that made perfect sense as well. Now, he also highlighted how security awareness training is about changing behavior and building the right culture for it to be effective. And after listening to his presentation, I just realized there were numerous parallels between the challenges of providing security awareness and and offering an intelligence service And the session really did provide some great applications that could be used to more effectively market 
an intelligence function. So really just enjoyed that session and wanted to start by highlighting that one. Now, the second session I wanted to sort of flag for you all was something called Adapt or Die, AI and Security Intelligence Work by Meredith Wilson, who's the founder and CEO of Emergent Risk International, which is a strategic intelligence and advisory firm specializing in crafting business-centered risk intelligence. So the objectives here were threefold. One, understand the state of AI and how it's being deployed in security and intelligence. Two, how to build a growth mindset and how AI could positively factor into your organization's evolution. And three, learn about AI's current deficiencies when being used for intelligence purposes. So my first takeaway about five minutes or so within this presentation was that I've been studying this topic for some time. I've been investing quite a bit of time in it, actually, so I could get up to speed. And I realized I still have a ton of work to do, and my team has a ton of work to do. Otherwise, we're going to get left behind. And so that was the first thing that I sort of took away from that session. Um, and so I thought I would share that in case you feel like that as well. Now, this was, again, I'm probably messing up some of the, the timings, but I think it was about an hour long session. So I won't go into super great detail here, but the big headline is this is exactly the type of topic I was hoping to see because it really brought me up to, see, up to speed on the state of AI in our field. Meredith provided a handful of really useful examples of tools that I know I need to check out. She also highlighted some real world applications and sort of watch outs for AI and intelligence work, which is really important. And the session overall, I would tell you, just really provided some inspiration and ideas that I think I can take back and incorporate into my team, which of course I love. Now, the third session that I'll highlight, and this took place on the final day. So understand, fairly tired, a lot packed in the 72 hours or so. So I wasn't sure what to expect, but this one was called Optimizing the Intersection of Cyber and Physical Security by Ben Jolson and David London, who both hail from the Chertoff Group. The objectives here were twofold. One, participants would gain an understanding of cybersecurity lexicon and its relevance to core physical security principles. And two, participants will understand several coordinating frameworks for combined cyber physical incident management. Now, when I think back to the sort of conference circuit over the last 10 years or so, you know, this is a topic meaning convergence, which would definitely be at the top of any sort of hot list, if you will. I mean, I think it's been a topic at almost every conference I can think of attending over the last few years. So again, I wasn't sure what to expect because people talk about this a lot, but what Ben and David did, they really just provided what I think is an elevated conversation around not just the theory of convergence, but the applications and lessons learned based on numerous real world business use cases. So to me, the session just seemed to hit home a lot more effectively than what I've seen in the past. Now, this is probably a topic for another time. Maybe it's another episode, but my personal and professional opinion is that intelligence functions should really operate under one banner in the private sector, meaning I would love to see cyber risk intelligence and what I call risk intelligence operate together, maybe with different centers of excellence to distinguish between different areas of expertise and service delivery models. But you know what? That's probably not going to happen tomorrow for everyone. Maybe it's not going to happen in the future. But what this session did was it sort of 
it painted a picture of what's possible and how you could do that. And it gave, again, real world examples of companies that are sort of heading in that direction, how they're working together. And overall, just some things that I could take back to my team and my department. And I guess on a related note, really the, the takeaway for, for me was the fact that there's probably massive opportunity, again, to use that phrase in front of us in terms of being able to work with our cyber partners more effectively, even if we're already doing it on a day-to-day basis, which I know many of you are um, at this point. So again, really great session. Those are just three that I thought would be worth spotlighting because they really delivered on what I was looking for in terms of you know, that diversity of expertise, but also being intelligence related or intelligence adjacent. I did attend numerous more sessions, obviously not a lot of time to go through them here, but really overall, the learning sessions were were really good. Now I'll segue into just, you know, some final thoughts and I'll start with a little bit of advice because, you know, for someone who hasn't gone to this in a long time, I did reach out to some people for some advice. And so if you're in my shoes and you think about attending next year, maybe this will help you. So as I prepare to close, I, w- I do want to go full circle and come back to the three questions I posed at the top around whether or not this would be worthwhile for an intelligence professional. So the first question was, is this a must attend event for an intelligence practitioner? My answer would be this. I think. Arab's Global Intelligence Forum, and the Analyst Roundtable's annual all-hands meeting, those are must-attend events for the private sector intelligence professional. But I would also say that if you have the ability, if you have the time, if you have the resources to attend, I would definitely add GSX to your travel calendar at least once as an intel practitioner and just see where it takes you, you know, see what you can get out of it. So is it worth the investment to go? Because again, I alluded to at the front that it, it it was a pretty significant investment. So that was the second question I was trying to answer. And here's what I would say to that. If you work for a supportive organization that really buys into professional development and invest in professional development and they'll fund your attendance, then yes, absolutely, it's worth attending and you should go. Now, if you're someone who is self-funding your trip, and you're trying to develop yourself professionally, or perhaps you're trying to extend your network, I would recommend attending at least once because despite the cost, I do think the ROI will be worth it. You attend once, you make the most of it. And again, you try to see you know, if you want to go again, um, if it's worthwhile. If you're operating on a really, really limited budget and you're just, you find yourself in that position where you're going to have to make the decision to ruthlessly prioritize industry conferences. I would actually prioritize intelligence conferences such as Arab's Global Intelligence Forum um, every June or even OSAC's annual briefing every November. But again, that is not a knock on GSX whatsoever. That is just me saying if you have to ruthlessly prioritize and you have the funding to maybe do one or two, I'm going to pick one of the intelligence-focused conferences over GSX. But again, GSX was great, and I came away with so much. So now, in terms of advice, I've got a few things to offer, but let me answer the third question very quickly, which was, as an intelligence leader and practitioner, will attending this conference help me develop personally and professionally? And again, you can probably guess by now what my answer is going to be, which is, Unequivocally, yes, if you focus on the right things and you make the most of it. So there are just some high-level answers to those first three questions. Now, in terms of advice, 
what I would say is I'd really offer you three different things. And the first one being the most important, I think, which is have a plan, you know, have a plan before you attend this conference. There were numerous sessions I was interested in attending that took place at the same time. And so if I would have been there by myself, I would have really had to have prioritized my time and really develop a strategy on what I was going to go to at what time, what mattered most to me. Now, if you're there with a teammate or someone from your organization, I just suggest doing what I did, which is, you know, split up, go to different sessions so you can get more coverage. You can come back, you can share insights with one another. And that's as if you really just took full advantage um, more so than you could just by yourself. Now, my second piece of advice is to put time on the calendar if you really want to connect with someone while you're there. I had multiple multiple people reach out to me beforehand and ask me to do that. But I'll be honest with you, I had a pretty laid back attitude about it. I figured, you know what, I'm just going to run into him at some point during the con- uh, conference. I don't really want to sort of you know, make a ton of commitments because I kind of just wanted to float and explore and figure out what this thing was all about after being gone for years. So there's something really cool, I think, just about running into someone or meeting someone new for the first time. But I have to tell you, the people that initially reached out to me were definitely right. The conference can get a bit chaotic. There's a lot going on. So it's easy to miss someone when you really did want to connect with that person which is something that's happened to me. From my perspective, it's always great and more effective to connect with someone in person. So that was a golden opportunity. And I miss that, you know, with a couple of people and I, and I really regret it. So if you happen to go, I would definitely put time on the calendar and uh, make a commitment to seeing those folks that you do want to see while you're there. My third piece of advice is really simple, but I think pays big dividends, and that's to take strategic breaks while you're there, especially if you happen to be an introvert. So again, there's a lot going on, and you could absolutely fill your schedule from the moment that you arrive until the moment that you leave. So you're going to end up meeting and talking to a lot of people. There are happy hours or social events. And, you know, there's a really large convention floor to explore. So that's going to take a, that's going to take a toll on anyone. It doesn't matter to me if you're an introvert or an extrovert, you're going to get worn down. So make sure that you schedule some breaks for yourself to catch up on the email or to just disconnect. Or again, what's great about a city like Dallas or Orlando or wherever these, you know, big conventions are held, there's lots of local sites. So maybe you sort of sneak away and and go do something local, which is a lot of fun, which is what I did as well. So that's my advice um, based on my experience. Finally, I'll sort of transition to just a few final thoughts. I wasn't sure where to put this content. And I thought, you know what, this is what I'll just sort of leave you all with. The first thing I would tell you is that as an intelligence professional, I would recommend this conference. So if you were looking for an endorsement, if I didn't make it obvious, you know, the last uh, sort of 25 minutes or so, I would definitely recommend it. But the real value, despite the content, despite how impressed I was with a lot of aspects of this convention, the real value is what it always is for these conferences. It's with the people and in the people. It's meeting great people that you connect with, that you can talk to. It's expanding your network. It's catching up with old friends. That's really what it's all about. And that's what this conference was about. There's also good value in the content, as I just said, but specifically and especially what I call, quote, intelligence adjacent topics, end quote, or topics with an intelligence nexus like crisis management 
like enterprise risk management, executive protection, GSOC operations, and so many others. What I was really happy to learn was that all the presentations given were uploaded on the GSX website. So I get to sort of go online, download download those, and add those to my knowledge management library, which is going to help me probably for years to come, which is great. And then the geopolitical risk content was great as well, which I know many of you focus on. That was just a major topic that was woven out throughout the conference, which I really appreciated and found relevant. Okay, so finally, I wanted to leave you with a brief segment called, this is the conference you go to when, quote, quote, or dot, 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 excuse me, just to point out what I think really matters and why you should attend this conference. So I've got three things here. So first, this is a conference you go to when you want to learn how to improve and refine your Intel Support 2 efforts. So what I call your Intel support to efforts. So in other words, how can you more effectively learn how to provide intelligence support to executive protection? What about intelligence support to crisis management or enterprise risk management? This is a great conference to learn how to make your intelligence function and the work that you do be a force multiplier for other related and adjacent fields. So if you're an intelligence analyst right now and you're listening to this, and you have protective intelligence in your portfolio, and you support an executive protection team, then this is a really good conference for you to sort of gain various advantages on how to do that more effectively. Same as if you work or you're part of a crisis management team, and the list goes on and on and on. So I think it's really great for that. Second, this is a conference you go to when you're trying to expand your horizons and become more versatile If you work in a global security department, I know not every intelligence function does within the private sector, but I know many absolutely do. So there's really good content and really good resources around adjacent fields. And if you aspire to one day transition out of intelligence, which I hope you don't, but if you aspire to one day transition out of intelligence or just perhaps take on additional responsibilities within a global security department, This is a great professional development platform to start learning about those adjacent areas. And then third, this is a conference you go to when you're trying to expand your network. And what I mean here is beyond your intelligence network. So the intelligence conferences that I've already ticked off, Arabs Global Intelligence Forum, the Analyst Roundtable, All Hands Meeting, you know, even OSAC's annual briefing, intelligence-heavy personnel, absolutely fantastic people that I look forward to seeing every single year. But a lot of times it is a lot of the same people. What GSX showed me was that there's just incredible sort of diversity and quantity, if you will, of potential networking contacts, whether you're looking to connect with somebody in crisis management or physical security or a chief security officer. And there's plenty of opportunities in different venues, big and small, whether it's social networking events or the general sessions, like I talked about, the learning sessions, you know, there's just a great opportunity to expand your network. So that does it for episode 16 and my recap and review of the 2023 Global Security Exchange, also known as GSX from Dallas, Texas. Thank you so, so much for choosing to spend your valuable time with us. If you like what you hear, please like and subscribe wherever you listen to the podcast so you're notified anytime we release new content. You can also, of course, give us a follow on LinkedIn. More importantly, and this is the, this is the biggest thing, everyone, 
please spread the word by telling a friend or colleague and let us know who we should have on the show or what topics we should cover as we'd love to hear from you. Episode 17 is in production and on its way, so we hope you will come back and have a listen. But until next time, take care of yourselves and everyone around you. Thanks all. Thanks all.